can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I'm your host and resident mythbuster, Joanna Fleming. In these bonus episodes, sometimes with the help of a special guest, I'll be answering your common beauty questions so you don't have to go digging for the answers yourself. So on today's episode, the question that we're answering, and this was one from our Facebook group, actually, I think multiple people asked this question. It is, does cutting your hair make it grow faster? So I've asked Kay Fitzgerald, our resident trichologist, to join me again for this one. Welcome back, Kay. Thank you. Good to be back. So I thought you'd be a good source for this because obviously trichologists focus on hair and hair growth. So let's start with the actual question. Does cutting your hair make it grow faster and or thicker maybe? No, to both. So neither. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Why is there the myth that it does? Well, I think particularly with some cultures, you know, I know with the Indian cultures, if you shave your head they believe that the baby's hair will grow back thicker or if you're losing hair Mm -hmm. it will grow back thicker but all it's really doing is if you think of your hair having a tail on the end of it okay Mm -hmm. so basically when you shave it you cut that tail off so as the hair's coming out it appears that little bit thicker Mm -hmm. because it's not got that little tail like a brand new hair would have yeah okay Mm -hmm. so it's thicker on the end because you've chopped it off that's it it doesn't have that fine tip that's right okay Mm -hmm. yeah so won't have the fine tip so that gives the illusion Mm -hmm. that it is thicker but of course as it gets a little bit of length on it you'll see that it's actually not yeah okay Mm. i suppose when you get a fresh haircut and you get a blunt cut at the ends, it does make your hair look thicker, but it isn't actually if you will to look at it under a magnifying glass, I suppose. No, that's right. So when they cut your hair, often, particularly with women, when the hair is longer, mm-hmm. there'll be little bits of breakage down the bottom. So when you do cut it, it does make it appear a bit thicker anyway, because you've cut all those straggly bits away. Yeah. And it's even, it's all one length at that point. And then, of course, you're cutting it, it's blunt. Mm-hmm. So, yes, definitely it will appear thicker then as well. So I feel like I know the answer to the next question. Mm-hmm. But my next question was going to be, does how short you go impact the hair growth? No. If you're cutting your hair? Okay. No. <laughs> but when it's, when it's cut shorter, it can appear a little bit thicker Yeah. as well. And it depends on the cut. So if your hairdresser was to do a particular cut, like a graduation, it'll make it really quite thick at the back, Mm -hmm. you know, not so much at the front there, but no, it will not make a difference in terms of growing it any faster because you've cut it shorter. But obviously cutting our hair can improve overall hair health because as you mentioned before, you're cutting away that breakage, you're kind of starting a little bit fresh in a way. So how often do you recommend that we should be trimming our hair if we're finding that it looks quite thin and we're wanting it to grow more? It's really different for everybody because people with curly hair, for example, they would probably cut their hair a little bit less than someone with straight hair because when a curly hair person cuts their hair, if they cut one centimetre off, it will sort of jump up four centimetres, you know, because it loses some of that weight. Mm -hmm. So you really have to go by 
how dry and damaged it's feeling on the ends. There is this kind of myth out there, and I think perhaps the hairdressers may have Mm -hmm. started this myth in you should cut your hair every six weeks. Yeah. But it can't be one blanket rule for everybody. Yeah. I mean, for men, because they want to keep it short and not looking ratty, they will cut it more regularly. But for women, no, it doesn't have to be every six weeks. And it kind of brings a smile to my face when I hear people say, oh, my hairdresser said no, I go every six weeks religiously. (laughs) And it's like, no, you don't actually have to do that. So I don't have time to go every six weeks. (laughs) No, so it's really not a thing, but you know, and hairdressers may really think that. I don't think they're lying. That's their perception that you need to do that, but you don't. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't. And as you said, obviously it does depend on the condition of your hair. So if you had really healthy hair, Maybe every 12 weeks is totally fine for you as a freshen up, but someone with more damaged hair might benefit from that six weeks or eight weeks even. If you've got damaged hair, it may be that you would sort of, until you cut that damage away, you might do it every three months. But I think every six weeks is a bit too often. Yeah, okay. And people often don't want to have it cut that regularly because they're trying to grow it. And they're feeling like it's not growing. It is, but your hair grows one centimetre a month. Ah. So if you go to the hairdressers and get that cut, they're cutting off that one, one and a half centimetres that it would have grown in that six weeks. So it's just going to stay at that length. Yes. Okay. That's actually a really good fact. Is that the same for everyone? It grows one centimetre per month for everybody? For most people, some people, their hair will grow a little bit faster, but on average, Mm -hmm. the hair will grow one centimetre a month, yeah. Does that change with age or anything? Oh, everything changes with age, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, as we age, that does slow down Mm -hmm. and the life cycle of the hair slows down. So Mm -hmm. as we age, once where we could have grown our hair down to our bottom, for example, you won't be able to because the life cycle of the hair won't last that long anymore. So normal life cycle might be three to five years. When you can grow very long hair, it's seven years. Okay. And then it starts to reverse back. Right. And so that's why when you're older, people will say, I can't get my hair to that length anymore. But the life cycle has shortened. Yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. That actually brings another question to mind for me because I've always been able to grow my hair very long. So I've always had really long hair. In high school, my hair was like way down my back, like longer than I have it now. And some people say to me like, oh, I could never grow my hair that long. I just can't get it past my shoulders. And I do see that a lot of people, their hair just kind of stops growing above their boobs and that's where it stops. Are some people able to grow their hair longer than others just naturally? Yeah. Yes, that's right. So not everybody can grow their hair down to their bottom. So okay, yeah, the genetics play a role in that. Right. So their life cycle of their hair isn't as long, and so that's why they'll get it to shoulder length. Yep. And it will just break away, not necessarily as in damaged, but it will fall out, or there may be breakage, but generally it will just shed. Once it gets to that length, so definitely does vary for it and they they really can't grow their hair that long yeah very Mm. interesting Mm. that's probably handy for some people to know that are very frustrated by the fact that they can't get their hair past a certain length yeah now are there any ways that we can speed up hair growth if haircuts aren't gonna do it one way that you could do it is if you had hair thinning hair loss if you take minoxidil i'm not telling everybody to run out there and buy minoxidil 
but that makes your hair grow 50% faster. Okay. So it definitely does make your hair grow faster. But if you don't have hair loss, you don't want to start taking that to make your hair grow faster. Yeah. Um, and that's a prescription medication, isn't it? Yeah, you can buy topical minoxidil from the pharmacies. Okay. And Kerastase has a product with it, doesn't it? Yeah, they do. They have a couple of really good products. Yeah. So they have um, Aminaxel. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. That helps reduce shedding, strengthens the hair, okay. pumps up the cuticle. And if you're having, having any hair shedding, it will recover faster and the hair will grow faster. Yes. So is that something I should look into doing? I'm still experiencing hair loss post pill. Mm-hmm. Should I look at using a product like that? Would that work for me? Yeah. So you've come off a contraceptive pill and you've mm-hmm. had some shedding. Yeah. So definitely that will help speed up your recovery. Okay, cool. I'm going to use that. Yeah. I'll feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So it's just one ampule a day. It's a six weeks program, but you can do it longer than six weeks if you want to as well. But by six weeks, it should be feeling better. Okay, definitely. good. Because I feel like I'm just pulling chunks of it out at the moment. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting a lot thinner. I'm noticing a lot of thinning and I think we might get you in in person. And we'll have a look at it to see what we can do. But maybe I'll start with the Kerastase thing. Maybe we'll bring you into the studio one day and yeah. you can have a proper look at it. <laughs> I'll have a proper look at your hair, see what's happened. But it's not uncommon when you stop a variety of medications that you have some hair shedding. Yes. But that will recover naturally. Yeah. However, if you do want to speed it up, that will definitely help. And it's just off the shelf, really. So... Yeah. Our chat about the post-COVID hair loss made me feel a lot better because that's when I was starting to notice like a lot of hair shedding and I was like, what is going on here? Mm. Uh, But you telling me that it was going to eventually correct itself made me a bit more relaxed. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, because, you know, that's right. People have this fear they're going to lose all their hair. Yeah. And yeah, because most... I wasn't noticing any change in my hair density previously. Mm-hmm. I was noticing that like more hair was falling out. It's only just recently I'm like, oh, actually my hair doesn't feel as thick as it once was. So mm. that's where the panic ensues. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's for everybody. Everyone is, yeah. is absolutely panic stricken mm-hmm. when this is happening. But the good news is we know that recovers mm, and that's great. definitely something that will speed it up. And my last question was, do hair care products affect hair growth? So we know that something like this the Kerastase product that you mentioned before can help to stimulate growth. Can some hair products negatively impact hair growth? No, but commonly people will think that because they may use a shampoo and often I'll hear them say, I use this shampoo and my hair shed so much when I used it, Mm -hmm. but it won't send your hair into an instant shedding phase. So we know it's definitely not related to the shampoo, but people will think that because when you're massaging it, it loosens those hairs that were going to come off anyway. Yes, okay. No, they won't contribute. But some shampoos can maybe assist a little bit if you are having hair loss because they might be anti-inflammatory, so might calm down a bit of inflammation. But you have to leave the shampoo on for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So if you put it on and rinse it off straight away, like most people do, 30 mm-hmm. seconds and it's off, well, you've paid all that money for this beautiful shampoo and it can't do its job in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you just need to leave it on for a bit longer if you want the benefits from these products. But they won't grow hair, Yeah. but they can help calm down inflammation or they'll have antioxidants in them, which are good for the scalp and the youth of the hair follicle as well. 
And what are your thoughts on those um, scalp massages that you can use when you shampoo your hair? Do they really help to stimulate hair growth? I've heard that because of the circulation that they can stimulate, it might help with hair growth. It wouldn't be sufficient enough. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like it will increase the blood supply while you're massaging because Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you massage. However, it's very short-lived in terms of getting any hair growth results. Yeah. But people will sort of grasp at those sort of things. But no, that's that's not really going to help very much at all. Are there any final tips that you can share with us for encouraging hair growth? Anything we shouldn't be doing at home or should be doing that we might not be? Look, I think if you've got a well-balanced diet and you're healthy, because Mm. your health can affect your hair and how it's growing. So for example, if you have thyroid problems or polycystic ovary syndrome, these are things that we need to correct to stop it affecting your hair if it is doing that. Mm -hmm. But really, you just want a balanced diet. A lot of times with hair loss, it's not about what you're eating or your habits it's more about your health are you well Mm -hmm. and genetics okay genetics play the biggest role with that but I think you know use a nice shampoo that feels right for your hair and conditioner and if you're having color done you know you want to make sure your hair is hydrated and you know if it's damaged you want some filler so Carastase has a product called um Chroma, they have a Chroma mask. Chroma Absolute. Yeah, and that actually has a filler in it to strengthen those weak points Okay. to reduce breakage. It's a good tip. Yeah, so you could use something like that if your hair's damaged to fill it. It's quite good. You just need to continue using it until you cut that damaged hair away. Okay, great. I like to use a silk pillowcase because I feel like my hair glides across that more than my cotton pillowcase. It definitely does. Yeah. 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 yeah Do you recommend great. like wearing a silk bonnet or anything like that? Or you wouldn't go that far? <laughs> no, I've got a lot of patients that do, yeah. particularly the curly head patients. Yeah. Or if your hair tends to mat, like some people mm-hmm. with fine hair, their hair will mat Mine when does sleeping. That. <laughs> yeah. So if you have the bonnet, look, it's not always so attractive, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you have the bonnet, yeah, that can sort of help reduce the matting that you can get with with long hair and fine hair. Thank you so much, Kay, for sharing all that info with us. Um, I guess we'll just space out our haircuts a little bit more now. Yes, yes, no (laughs) need for that. And if you're having the shedding, there are some things you can do, as we just spoke about, without um, going to see a specialist. And if you're really worried, you can go and see Kay at Melbourne Trichology if you're very stressed about it because it can happen, as you mentioned. Mm, Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 